Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good? It's Chris Stiles. It's Trapping Anonymous uh, bonus episode. Uh, wow, what would I call this episode? I wanna, I wanna, uh, I want it to be so educational. So like, I don't know if I want to go with like the education of like botched surgeries, or I don't want to. I don't know if I just want to go the route of just like plastic surgery anonymous, or just like um, I don't know. There's just so many different roads we could take with this, but I feel like this topic is so important. Just in the world that we're living in today and just doing with so many young ladies that, you know, want to enter this world, you know, because I feel like it's a different world when you step into, you know, plastic surgery, you're entering a whole new game, you're entering a whole new realm of life, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like going from, I don't know, college to the NBA, like you in the big leagues now when you talking about um plastic surgery in America because it's such a big uh it's a big thing right now. So um hopefully you get some insight during this. Remember it's only entertainment, don't get us indicted. This is Trapping Anonymous. My name is Chris Styles. Let's get it. Ah, as always, I'ma just jump right into it. Um what made you get plastic surgery? I've always wanted it. Since I was a kid. Since you was a kid, like, what do you say you was a kid? Like, what age would you say you knew you wanted plastic surgery? No lie, like, six, seven. So, like, do people in your family have it or have yeah. plastic surgery? Oh, so people in your family have, like, who? All my aunts. Oh, this my, is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's been a thing since before it got... <laughs> Wait, before it was yeah, before I, I feel it was like, a thing. Yeah, I feel like before we was like going through like a time, and it's just like I don't know, like fake asses. I don't know if you remember, there was a time where like a whole bunch of like girls just started coming out, and they were like popping. Yeah, and people were like, "Yo, where the fuck these bitches come from?" It and was like the first one, Buffy the Body. You remember her? It was like nah. some chick named Buffy the Body, and I swear to God, like this chick's ass was just like so fat, and it was unlike anything anyone has ever seen but before. it was it started with bartenders though oh like, okay i started seeing it with bartenders but i grew up seeing it wait like, what, what's your background i'm dominican oh the, <laughs> yo, yo <laughs> dr i took a trip to dr one time what? and i mean uh i was in punta cana and i mean the women out there it had the section, you know, the women, the Dominican I mean, women are beautiful really regardless. I you don't see the real Dominican women in Punta Cana because that's, like, more of a, like, tourist place, but... It was just so much plastic surgery out there. 
How easy? Okay, so how easy is it for women to get plastic surgery in DR opposed to like getting it here? Like, well, it's really cheap to get done over there. What would you say the price difference is? If you would put a number on it, like, is it like? Well, here, mm-hmm. just to get a regular light bulb is like ten thousand dollars. Mm, but in DR. In DR, to get a full light bulb to get your ass done, everything is like probably like three, four thousand dollars. So you talking about at least six thousand dollar difference? Mm, probably less. What the f- like? And and this is just <laughs> so women can just glow up. So, but what are the different risks? Because I, I <laughs> there's a lot of risks. I definitely went through some. So okay, before we get into your story. What would make it safer here than in DR? Um, I guess here you can sue the doctor. Mm. Over there, once you sign documents, that's it. Like you can't sue, you can't do anything. So you're basically signing papers saying that I'm okay to die. Oh shit! And it's not. That there aren't great doctors over there, but there's a lot of doctors over there that are money hungry and are they just do whatever. they they know what they're doing, but they get so caught up that they end up doing shit incorrectly. So how old was you when you first got when you got your first surgery? Well, I haven't had more than one, but oh, okay, I was twenty one, twenty one. And where'd you go yeah. to get your surgery? I went to DR. Oh, it's lit. My country. Oh, that's weird. So, so for you, it wouldn't be as much danger because, like, you speak the language, you know the people, you know the culture. But not even that. (laughs) My father and my grandmother Mm -hmm. were the ones who came with me. What? So yeah, of course. I'm telling you, getting surgery in DR is like a gift. Wow. For your 16th birthday, let's say. Oh, it's regular. It's regular in foreign countries like Venezuela. Mm-hmm. I have family that lives in Venezuela, and you know it's just regular out there. For your 16th birthday, they give their daughters boob jobs Jesus for the birthday. Christ, yeah, that's that's crazy. You know, and, and you know, just culturally, you could just see the major, major difference. You know, because out here it's like, oh my God, you got your body done. Out there it's like, oh, okay, she got a body done. You know what I'm saying? It's just a it's a big difference. No, but now in 2017, there's not really a difference because everybody has their body done. I feel like the natural body <laughs> women's are like the ones that is is rare. First of all, I just want to say, girls with natural bodies are popping. Wow! Because they love themselves. Hold on, before we go, before I'm not we, gonna before, say before we do that. I'm not before gonna, we do that. <laughs> That is so big for you to say. I'm not going to say girls who get their bodies done don't love themselves. But I'm just saying, like, just props to all the girls with natural bodies. Like, that's dope. I feel like (laughs) that is so important, you know, because we don't hear that a lot. And I don't feel like we hear that enough. You know what I mean? Because you have so many people that they are dying, yo. They are dying. Their bodies are falling apart. And this is just because they feel like. Let me go get this surgery. Let me just like this so I can feel accepted or so I can love myself. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I have you here, which your body's amazing, you know, especially like it for you to sit here and say that, you know what I mean? It means so much because, 
you know, people are gonna oh, nah, I don't care. I need my body done. I need my ass done. I need some titties like this. That people want to do it because everyone else is doing it, and they feel the pressure right. of every girl around them having a fat ass. Like I feel that's like not the reason why I did it. Yeah, I feel like for you it's kind of different, just off the nah. simple fact that culturally. Everyone growing up to grow up and have every woman you probably looked up to in your family, you know. So it's like, okay, yeah, I can't wait for it to be my turn. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I used to see my cousins getting their boobs done at 18 for their Mm. 18th birthday. And I used to be like, mom, like, what about me? Like, oh, shit. I had no boobs. (laughs) Right, right, right. So I was like, yo, like, what is it going to be my turn? How much did it cost you? To do everything. So what's everything? I, um, I did lipo. I did a fat transfer, and I did a boob, um, a breast augmentation. Okay. Yeah, everything costs like uh, I think he charged me five thousand. Five thousand. But wow, you know, there's like medicine and all that other shit that you have to pay. So it was like, I I would say I spent like. Seven thousand. Okay, so talk total. to us a little bit about like the medicine and the stuff that you have to get. What, what what's that about? Well, you have to get meds because right. you're gonna be in pain. So, what how, what was your healing process like? Oh my god, you don't want to know about my surgery right now. I do, I do. I swear to God. All right, so I ended up getting surgery in 2014, mm-hmm. and you know I came out and I was fine. Um, I was a little like cold from the anesthesia okay but the next day they had to unwrap me and put me in my my garment okay so the next day they're like unwrapping me i look at my boobs and they look amazing like they look great but then i noticed that there's like huge burns on my back okay and i'm like what the fuck Fuck is this so the doctor he comes in and he looks at me. He's like, that's from the garment, which is complete bullshit. Yeah, because how does a garment burn you? It does burn you. when oh. Your skin is really sensitive, sensitive. but it's not going to burn you to a point where it's third degree. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So that's what happened to me. I was stuck in DR, depressed. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, my dad was taking care of me and he was like, depressed too because like you know when you see your child like sad yeah. and you're like what the fuck so I, I wasn't able to wear the the tight garment mm-hmm. for like about six months wow yeah so i was wearing like the the loose one so they give you a, what does the garment help you do it helps it helps compress everything how long do you have how long does this process usually take it takes like three to six months it's like three me. to six months. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's like you being in the gym. What? I mean, <laughs> no, just like just thinking about it. Like I just went through this process. I paid all this money, and it just to think that I'm not even I'm not even lit yet. Like I still gotta wait another three to six months to like get out here and and just do you know to get lit. Like you still gotta wait all this time. Yeah. So, okay. So you're in DR and yeah, how long are you in DR for? I was in DR for like three and a half months. Uh, no. <laughs> I was in DR for three and a half weeks. Oh, three and a half weeks. Yeah. And then I went back to work. Just, just straight up like that. Straight like that. 
and I was in so much pain. Oh but I, God. when you th- describe the pain for us, because if, I, I want women honestly to know, like my boobs didn't hurt, okay, at all, okay. It was just the fact that I sleep on my stomach and I wasn't able to was really uncomfortable for me. But if you're used to sleeping on your back, then you'll okay. be okay. But the first week is always the worst. I wasn't able to do anything. If my dad or my grandmother wasn't there, then Couldn't who knows? It. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really bad. Did it they feels have to, like, like, massage you and stuff? Yeah, but the thing is that... No, it's all right. I mean, this, I feel like this I is therapy. I feel like I'm going back. This is crazy. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even mean to bring you there, but, like, I feel like so many people are going to benefit from I you. Feel, I feel like it, too. I feel <laughs> like I should use my voice. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm okay. the all right. So basically, um, I wasn't able to wear any tight compression because of my burns. Okay. So I was just in DR, in pain, <laughs> on the couch all day. My dad would just like look at me like every day. Every day, he would just be like, "Yo, he would take care of me." Can you even use the bathroom? No, he had to pick, he had to like grab me. He had to like grab me. What? And I, yeah, the first week was really bad. The second week, I, you know, I'm really like, I'm really strong. Right. Like, when I'm in pain, like. You can endure. Yeah. So when you say you couldn't even use the, is this normal or is. What, the what, first week, it's pretty hard. Like, the first two days are really hard. Women are going through this. Women, a lot of women are going through this just to look the way they look. Oh like, my god! I didn't realize it was that painful. You know what I mean? I didn't it's realize really painful. It, it feels it's that like, restricting because, like, you can't even do things that you would normally do for yourself. You become it a patient. Feels like you got ran over by a bus. What the fuck? I swear, I swear. Oh my! That is. Crazy. It feels like you got in the worst like car accident right and now you're trying to recover like every day is like a therapy session or every some single shit. day yeah every single day is different okay so let's go to the point where so you, you got the surgery you, you, you ndr you come back home you go back to work are you lit yet no you're not even lit yet no to people i am but to me i'm not so you come back, people are like, oh, Damn, shit. them hips, that ass. And I'm oh. just like. Describe the change. Describe the change from the attention you may have been receiving before and then after. Well, I didn't really go out mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time because, you know, I was working all the time and work just, you know, drained me. So oh. I didn't feel like going out. And plus, I was in pain still. And you still have, you have to get massages. Yeah. So, right after work, I would get my massage and then I would go home and then go to sleep. Basically. That was it. Like, I had no social life. Um, I started going out, I would say, like about eight months okay. into it. Eight, nine months into it. Eight months after surgery. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah, that's you. There's Some, girls that, that get surgery get off the a table week later. And they they, <laughs> they twerking in the club. They get this shit popping. I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, nah, I was... had burns. Like mm. when I tell you I had burns 
on my back i had third degree burns it wasn't just it wasn't just like little tiny burns no my aunt's a dermatologist so you know she told me she was like they're very like severe yeah they're very severe you might get um keloids and this and that whatever what did what did it do to your confidence to look in the mirror i had none even after the surgery i like the way my body looked okay but when i took my clothes off yeah no you didn't have any confidence no why not? What do you think happened? My burns. Oh, just because of the burns. So <laughs> my burns. let's imagine the burns weren't there. Do you? Oh, I would be so happy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did I'm sure your Instagram spiked? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your Instagram went from. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It went from like from the, 3, from the guy on the corner store, the to guy like, the guy in the in the park playing basketball to LeBron James. To like, like 3,000 to like to like 80 something. 80, but that's nothing though. From 3,000 to 80,000 followers. Well, with only with only one surgery, I I guess that's a lot. You know, you know that's a, that's another thing and I wanted to touch base on the maintenance. Right? Yeah, it's hard. Because you have you have so many women that get surgery and but you gotta change your diet. Yeah, you gotta go to the gym. Hard. You gotta like you may need another surgery. Like there's so many other things that come into play. You know? Yeah, I mean like how what was it like for you? So did you have to change your diet? Did you even change your diet? Like let me just say something like before okay. surgery i was way smaller mm-hmm. like i guess you could say i've always been thick but mm-hmm. i was small like i was tiny yeah i had no boobs mm-hmm. i had a little butt and then i've always had thighs right so after surgery the doctor was like for a whole month you can eat whatever you want because you have to make the fat on your ass survive really yeah Because the fat that they inject into your butt, Mm -hmm. you have to, like, you know, give it life with other fat. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so Do you know what fat this is? It's just... No, it's fat that they take out from your body. Ah, fat transfer. Okay, so... Yes, fat transfer. So, it's not like I got ass shots. Right, right, right. And my ass is, like, super hard. My ass is soft. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um... First month, he said I could eat whatever I want. So, okay. you know, my dad was buying me junk food. Yeah, you was going all in. I was going in because yeah. it's like you know, yeah. I was already small, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck it." Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, by like month three, month four, I've never seen myself so thick. Are you serious? I was like, "Yo, I've never been this thick." So your life. whole body changed. My whole body changed. Up until, like, a year and a half. Like, my body looked so popping mm. after a year and a half. It t- okay, so after you, you, you get the For surgery. me, it oh, took that long because of different. my burns. Okay. So, like, when I was getting massages, when I first got my first massage, that stupid bitch yeah. was squeezing on my burns. Like, oh, who does that? Fucking you up that more. was in DR, though. Okay. When I got here, you know, I spoke to my aunt, who's a dermatologist. She told me exactly what to do. 
I went to another dermatologist. I used to get injections like in my back, so I won't get keloids for mm. like six hundred dollars. Oh my god! Plus my insurance. So imagine how much that shit costs if you don't have insurance. Because a lot of women, they they go into the plastic surgery game and they get it and they think, okay, I got my $10,000 for the surgery. I'm good. No. There's no. so many other expenses. It's so much. There's so like, much other things you have to take care of. There's so many there's other things so you have much. to do. And then we have to talk about changing your diet. We got to talk about you know going to the gym. We got to talk about maintaining. So what do you think the average lifespan for someone who's, you know, kind of going to the gym, kind of eating right. What would be the average lifespan? For lifespan? Someone? Not Sorry, not lifespan, sorry. Um, <laughs> the average span of time in which the plastic surgery will last looking, quote unquote, good. If you go to my doctor, mm-hmm. you'll last a while. <laughs> yeah. Because he, like, he goes in, like, yeah. to the point where it's like, all right. Either this bitch is going to die or she's going to live to the point where she's going to look popping for a couple of years. Mm. And then she comes back to me. Okay, so a couple years. Yeah. But I'll say like three, four years. Okay. I'm on year three. Wow. How do you think I look? Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) but, but, you know, but. Just just thinking about that because I know a lot of people think that they're going to get their surgery, they're going to do what they do, they're going to come back, and they're going to be fine. It's a process. They, they think that all they need is one surgery and they'll be fine for the rest of their life. It's a process. Yeah. It takes, it takes time. Talk to me a little bit about the opportunities that change for you, if any, you know what I'm saying, just having your body done because I know the attention changes. The attention has been crazy. Has it been overwhelming or is it like I'm to the point where I'm over the shit. I mean you went from three thousand to eighty thousand, like that's a fucking lot of people. That- that's a lot of people, but now I'm really to the point where I wanna like change my image. Wow. So like, you know, when I got it I was twenty one. Right. I was young. I didn't know what I wanted. Right. I was working a full-time job. Right. Uh, like, a real job. When I say a real job, like, a job someone gets after college. Like, I was mm-hmm. making that type of money. Yeah. And that's the money that I used to get my surgery. Like, yeah. I didn't get no handouts from no nigga. Like, my dad didn't pay for it. I mean, he did help mm-hmm. pay for, like, extra expenses. But I paid for that shit. Like, it came out of my pockets. Yeah. So... Just, like, everything. How addictive could plastic surgery get? Very. Do you want any more surgeries? Do yes. You... So, even after the burn, Even after the burn, After the, the, the recovery. Even after everything. Like, I don't know why. I just do. Like, I feel like, yo, like, I feel like I could fix something. It's always something to fix. Always something. Oh, my God. And people okay. are like, there's nothing wrong with you. Right, right, like, right. That, that's what I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you, and I'm like, Every there time. is nothing wrong. And I'm wrong. like, dude, like, I could fix this yeah. and make this better. So it's like this constant quest for perfection. I feel like I have dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. That's okay. what you call it. Okay, what's that? It's like when you 
see your own imperfections, like, mm. there's always something wrong with you. Mm. Like, let's say you want to get your nose done. Mm. You got your nose done. Yeah. You're fine. You're so happy with your nose. A couple months later, you're like, fuck, I don't like that shit by my eye. Oh. So it never ends. It never ends. Okay. I got. I better, feel like I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I got a better question for you. I got a better question. What's up? If you could go back in time and say, all right, I could just not have surgery ever again or just not at all, you know what I mean? And just keep my natural body and live life naturally. You know, my natural body wasn't bad. I th- I think you showed me pictures before the podcast and I said to you, you, what, you know, what surgery did you really need? You know, and just going back and just knowing what you know now, would you still go through with this? Yeah. Wow. Why? I feel like I needed to. I feel like everything that has happened in my life, even though I've gotten a tattoo to cover my burns, Mm -hmm. I feel like everything I've been through in my life had to happen for me to be where I am now mentally. What would you have done differently? Nothing. Not one thing. No. All, all the, the, you know, the, 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 the burns, the, nope, the massages that you need to get, like you, you're fine. Now I'm fine. So if you would go back, which you said you want to, what would you get? What do you mean? What, like, what kind of surgery would you get? What would you change? If I would go back, yeah, nothing. No, no, no. If you would go back to because you said you still want more work done. Yeah. What other work would you get done? I'm saying, like, over time, you just need more. But I'm talking about you personally. What? Yeah, else, I'm what, saying, what like, over you... time, like, I don't know. I guess you need like a retouch or some shit. Mm, like a like a touch up. Like a little touch up. All right, yo, take this off here. Exactly. Take this off here, lift that. Lift that. <laughs> It's just a never-ending process for me. Yeah. Well, I guess you can say that. So, have you found your happiness in plastic surgery? No. It makes you... But does it make you happy? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what, what ultimately do you want to do? I don't know. I honestly don't know, like... I'm a Virgo, so mm-hmm. I like to like look at myself in the mirror and like pick and point flaws. Yeah. And other people are just like, "Girl, you look fine," and I'm like, "What kind of a, what kind of a, what kind of advice would you give to younger women or other women that want to walk down this path?" I hope that you do this because you want to do this, not because you see other girls doing it or you know just because you want to be happy mm-hmm. that's the only reason why i did it and the only reason why i did it is because you know i had well i still have like an amazing like personality and i felt like other people didn't see it mm-hmm. so i felt like i had to do it mm-hmm. Because in this world, if you're not, quote-unquote, beautiful, 
No one gives a fuck. You're not. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. True. And that's the sad truth. Like, what did you have to? What do What do you have to offer? Almost, and you, that beauty that most people see in you, and no, now it's crazy because I feel like people only see me for my body. Oh fuck! (laughs) And not my personality. So it's like I have to like. How do you say this? I have to work even harder. Just to show people that just it's not just Just to show people that it's body. not just my body. And the kind of, like, people I've been with makes people think that, you know, I'm that type of girl. Mm. Just that girl on Instagram that, like, just... Yeah, talk about the stereotypes that come along with it. I see you kind of getting emotional here. I, You know, I... I'm I'm sure you've probably been through you know some real shit with this, but just the stereotypes that come with having this kind of body, the different types of uh, stereotypes that come with this body. There are so many. Mm-hmm. You know, at first, girls used to come on my page because I had a different Instagram before, you know, this one popped off. Right. I had probably like. 18,000 followers. Okay. I ended up deleting it. But a lot of girls used to come on my page and just, like, hate and mm. say, oh, you're shaped like a Pokemon. <laughs> or yeah. Like, you know, crazy shit. Yeah. But then now you see all these girls <laughs> shaped like how, you know, like how I was, like. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes, and then there's those stereotypes that, like, oh, you're made for, like, bartending or, like, mm. bottle waitressing, and, like... It's like, you can't do anything else. You can't do anything. Wow. But I've, you know, I tried bartending thing mm. last summer. Yeah. For, like, a week. Yeah, it wasn't And then it. I quit. Wasn't it? <laughs> it's, no. It's you know, definitely not for oftentimes me. Oftentimes, I feel like, you know, the women with the great bodies, and even if you had plastic surgery or not, or you didn't have plastic surgery... They just associate a thick woman with being promiscuous. Of course. Automatically, she's a hoe. Automatically. But you know, the thing with me, I didn't start dating men until I was 21. Until after the surgery? No. I was talking to someone when I was 20. Uh So when I turned 21 was when it first happened. Like what? when I first had sex with a man. At, what, did, was this post? Was this after surgery? No, this, this was before. before. Okay. Oh, so you glowed up on him? I glowed up on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this guy comes but along. But then when I glowed he, up, he, I was like, "Wait, uh-huh. let me call this nigga." Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> we ended up having sex again after I had my surgery, yeah. but you know, it wasn't planned. What would you say post-surgery, after surgery, what would you say is the worst night you've had? The worst night? The worst night. I haven't really had bad nights. So it's been good. (laughs) It's been good. Like It's been sweet. It's been good. It's been sweet, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, So all of the pain and all of that kind of stuff was like worth it. It was worth, I feel like it was worth it 
for me personally, I'm not speaking for anyone else. Yeah, because another woman could hear this and be like, absolutely like, not. Fuck no, that shit. But for me, yeah. I feel like it made me grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was in 2014. Right. Like, I just don't have that kind of mentality. I feel like I was, like, put on this earth for a greater purpose. Talk to me a, a bit about um, the way you're looked at now. Because I, I could imagine that guys probably, like, worship your body and just, like, not who you are as a person. So, like, to be, like, this, uh, I don't even know, like, this symbol of just, like. I feel like guys only look at me for my body it's ridiculous but you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. i don't even bother are you serious i don't even bother how can you find somebody now that i don't even look for anyone like i just focus on what i have to do and keep it moving i just don't entertain it wow anymore but you you used to fall into that trap. i used to fall into that trap i was young right you know, I hadn't, I hadn't been with guys, so mm-hmm. did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hadn't been with guys. I haven't been with guys, so you know, I don't know, I don't know what it was to like entertain a dude and actually like talk to him. So like when I so did, not only did you, not only did you have to learn how to become a lady, you had to be, learn how to become a popping ass lady. As a lady. I don't even know if that makes sense. but I don't know if that makes sense either because <laughs> my parents kept me on Smash till I was like 21. I kid you not. Wow. My parents were like super strict. But they let you go to DR and get surgery. But they let me go to DR and That's get surgery. That's the cultural difference that I'm talking about. Exactly. So they let me go to DR and get surgery. I come back. I know nothing about men. Mm. But... Let me tell a man, I don't know nothing about men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing about men. And he's going to think I'm a motherfucking liar. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, this bitch is a thought. She been, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Just because of your just appearance. Just because, not, not only because of my appearance, but because of bitches that, you know, you can say are put what, in what the role same category. Do, what role category. do... What role do other women play in, you, you know, your attention, your life, your success? Like, what role do they play? Because I could imagine a lot of these women are women that either a want surgery for themselves, they either they they, they either want they they probably want advice and don't know how to ask for it. Um, they just hating because they wish their body looked this good. They're just hating because you know they they may feel like you took the easy way out. What? I just want to say I love women, like, not even in a sexual kind of way, but, like, I love women, period. So, it's, like, when women come to me and they DM me, I try to help them. Yeah. Like, when it comes to surgery. When it comes to, like, you know, fake page adding me and talking shit, I'm going to react back. But that's just me. Why do you give them that power? I don't know, but I just do. Because it's like I'm angry because I'm on your team. Mm. And you think I don't 
you don't know. even give them that fucking power, you know, because that shit will ruin you. I've realized, and even myself personally, when I pay the negative shit attention, I give so much power to my haters. I've been say, destroyed on social media. Yeah. <sighs> so much. And it's like, it's sickening because it's like, girl, I'm on your side. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, so, you know, before we get out of here, Traveling Anonymous, Plastic Surgery Anonymous, um, just, just give me something to leave my listeners with, you know, whether it be ab- about your story or just about your process or just the knowledge that you've gained, you know, going through this. What is something that you just want to leave the listener with? If you love yourself and you love your body... I don't suggest you do any surgery because everyone else is doing it or because you see so many girls around you with a big ass and like a small waist. I don't recommend it. Like if you want to do it, that's on you. But if it's not something that's going to truly make you happy, I say don't do it. Wow. Um you know, uh, I think that's so important for my guests to really come up here and say say that because, you know, a lot of people I find with things that they personally do or the decisions that they make, um, after the fact, they try to, you know, they try to say, you know, yeah, well, you know, take the route that I took or, you know, do what I did or, you know what I'm saying? But, like, listen, man, a lot of women are, they getting on that table and they straight up dying. They're getting on that table and their life is ruined forever. They're getting up on that table and they can't even do the things that they used to be able to do. You know what's crazy? What's that? There's a couple of girls that have been 23, 24, dying. Yeah. Like, you can lose your life. And I'm not just saying DR. Like, I'm saying here. Yeah. Like, anywhere. Yeah. I feel like when God says it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Like, don't make the stupid decision. Just I, don't make the stupid choice of wanting to get surgery because everyone else is. If you want to do it, do it for you. Don't mm-hmm. do it for anyone else. I feel like a lot of it stems from like childhood for and, me and self-love. Self-love for sure. But why do you say childhood? Well, for me, I was always alone because my brother is five years older than me. Mm-hmm. So when I was living in DR for a couple of years because my parents were working. They were really young when they got married. Mm -hmm. So they were working and they didn't have time, you know, for me and my brother. And they didn't have the money at the time, you know, to pay for a babysitter. Right. So they sent me and my brother to DR to live Mm -hmm. with my grandmother. They would send her money, you Mm -hmm. know, take Mm -hmm. care of. But I would always be alone. Always. Yeah. So my brother would play with my uncles, like, you know, Mm -hmm. almost his age. And I would always just, like, be by myself. So I feel like I'm used to being alone. Yeah. But I don't want to be. You know what's interesting? Because with you, I feel like your reasoning is so much different from, you know, a lot of women, a lot of ladies. But hopefully they can relate. Yeah, no, because I feel like it's somewhere there. So somewhere. It's somewhere. You know, whether, even if it's not their like brother yeah, yeah. playing with them, it's like their father issues. Mm. Like I 
I don't know, but with me, it was that. Like, I was so always So it's like, more than just a girl seeing another girl and saying, I want to look popular. For sure. It's deeper than that. It's way deeper for me. Wow. <laughs> At least. I didn't think about it that way. Like, I'm really, like, learning something right now because... It's way deeper And it makes sense. Me. Yeah. Th- that... Because if that was the case, then I feel like every girl would get it. I feel like that's why I've always been open about it because I felt like... I don't know. I felt like I needed to go through whatever I went through. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I am where I am mentally right now. So. For me, it was just always about a girl sees another girl and they just want to be, you know, this, that, and the third. And they just want to be, be better for the next nigga. But it's I not it's like deeper. that. It's deeper. Now. It's way deeper. Wow. It's way deeper. <laughs> Trapping Anonymous, Plastic Surgery Anonymous, man. I really hope um, a lot of y'all got uh, a bunch of insight from this episode here, especially because I just want to use this uh, platform right now to just encourage, you know, natural women, natural body women, and not not at the same time shaming uh, women that get plastic surgery, but also, you know, encouraging being comfortable in your own skin. Like, I feel like it's so important you know what I mean? And when it comes down to the reasoning of people getting this plastic surgery, it, it just seems like it usually is like, well, you know, you go on Instagram, you see TV, and these women, they just have what looks like perfect bodies. And as you can learn from this episode, to be real, it's like, it's it's still things about themselves that they don't think is perfect, that they want to change, they want to fix. It's never ending. I feel like the cycle, it just... It, it it just never ends. You're just always going to be imperfect and it's okay because, you know, there's perfection and imperfection um, and just being who you are and not feeling like you need to change multiple things about yourself. You know, it's really a mental thing. You just got to learn to really love yourself. I was talking to a number of different women and um, another young lady that had got plastic surgery, you know, her friend almost lost her life. You know, sitting on that table, um, just trying to, she needing blood transfusions and things going wrong and, you know, this, that, and the third. If plastic surgery is what you want, that's 100% fine. You know, just taking to account the precautions and just know that it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. And, you know, it's surgery at the end of the day. So, listen, I just want to really, really encourage, like, natural women natural body women like i I say it all the time i can't wait for it to go back in style because i don't know where we kind of lost you know touch i used to look at the music videos and all the women had natural bodies you know what i'm saying and it was okay and we loved it we liked it and now it's just like we put on these glasses and it's just we just think that the plastic surgery um game is everything and like to be honest a lot of the surgeries don't even really look good you know what I mean? They just look exaggerated and discomforting. Like, it looks uncomfortable, to be honest. But, um, yeah, you know, take what you want. If you have any questions, you know, tweet me, email me, hit me up, trappedanonymous.com. Those shirts are still on sale on trappedanonymous.com. I thank everybody for still supporting me and keeping this movement moving. I promise to keep giving y'all the quality content. This is Trapping Anonymous. My name is Chris Styles. It's only entertainment. Please don't get me indicted. Let's get it. This episode of Trapping Anonymous is engineered by Bunshanya Lunsford.